0: Mickey Krimmel has become the change she wants to see in the world, creating a brand that actively works to fix the societal problems it finds. Learn how anger was channeled positively to create a business centered around celebration. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. Episode number 128 starts right now
1: welcome to women really mean business presented by athena international the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time now here's your host jeff Balitnikov, with another successful woman and her unique business journey
0: Women really mean business, presented by Athena International, and I'm Jeff Litnikoff and I have the CEO and founder of SuperFit Hero on the line right now. Now, I'm going to read the mission of SuperFit Hero first, and then I'm going to give you a little bit about her background. So, of course, her name is Mickey Krimmel, and you can check out her website at SuperFitHero.com. Okay, listen to this, and I love this. Our mission. We believe everyone deserves access to joyful movement. We support plus-size athletes with premium activewear designed for their bodies, an unparalleled, compassionate customer service. And so now Mickey has got a very interesting background. She's an East Coast transplant to L.A., got a very extensive background in entertainment and technology startups. And I'm going to read directly from her bio right here when I say this. This is Mickey's words. I founded SuperFit Hero in 2015, inspired by my experience playing roller derby. Through sport, I found a deep, non-judgmental connection to my body, and that created space for a new sense of self-possession and confidence. And Mickey, I'm going to bring you into the conversation here, and welcome to the podcast. By the way, thank you for your time.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm I'm super excited to have this
0: conversation with you. It's great. So I've given a brief of your bio, but I'd love to hear from you. And I've given a little bit of the inspiration that uh, caused you to found SuperFit Hero, but love to hear everything in your words. So, Mickey, the floor is yours.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I think I have. I had what is a really common experience for most women. I think in that, like my relationship with my body throughout my entire life was really antagonistic one. You know, I was constantly dieting, trying to lose weight. I've always been really active and I've tried every, you know, fitness activity from running marathons to long distance biking. But each one of those was always rooted in this idea of like trying to make my body smaller. I had completely bought into the lies of diet culture, constantly trying to lose weight, be skinnier, trying every diet. Until I started playing roller derby. And that experience literally changed everything for me. When you're playing a competitive sport, it just created this connection for me with my body where, like, I was training to accomplish a goal as opposed to look a certain way. And I was able to divorce the idea of the size of my body and how my body looked from my training goals. And then what would be a super diverse sport, all different types of bodies? You look around, you see your team. It's a very body positive, super feminist community. and it, And it really changed my mindset toward my own body and my own experience with fitness. And that was really profound for me. And it really enabled me to just like take up space, be who I am unapologetically. And that confidence really flowed through every other aspect of my life. And so when I was getting ready to sort of start my third business, I knew that's what I wanted it to be about. I knew I wanted to help share that story, to help change what the idea of fitness can be for other women. And so I started researching the body positivity movement and read this book called Help at Every Size that really changed everything for me and my mindset towards movement. And I started following all the fat positive bloggers and sort of getting involved in this space. And I knew that that was the movement I wanted to put my energies into supporting. So, you know, I researched the space. I thought about opening a gym. I went through a lot of different business ideas before I settled on fashion because I saw there was a, a huge need in the market. There really wasn't, especially at the time in 2015, very many options for plus size active wear. And I live in LA, so I have access to a ton of fashion resources from designers to factories to fabric. All of that is, is here. It's fades. So so I figured I'd give it a shot and I launched a Kickstarter in 2015 to get it started.
0: Well, let's talk about what's good about health at every size and what's bad about diet culture because we've never explored those two aspects on the podcast and I'm sure the audience would enjoy your perspective on both of those things. Mm-hmm. And in fact, even in your bio, you said the more that you learned about diet culture, the angrier you became about traditional mm-hmm. fitness marketing. So I'd love to hear your perspective on all of that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I often think about, you know, what I could have accomplished if all the energy I put into making my body smaller, if I had driven that energy toward other things. I, th- I think all of us could, could do much more if we, if we just spent a lot less time worrying about our body size and spending that effort in other directions. So yeah, I mean, the, the science has shown this for over 30 years now that diets don't work. Something like 98% of the people who go on diets gain the weight back. And not only that, but then it puts them on this horrendous cycle where they're usually getting more weight than where they started. And the Health at Every Size book really outlines that in great detail, like the science behind diets and how it's been proven over and over again to not work And how dieting itself is actually harder on the body and worse for your health than just like finding a more healthy relationship with food through intuitive eating. Our bodies are designed to be at a healthy weight. And it's diet culture that makes it impossible for us to do so. It's diet culture that has convinced us that certain foods are good and other foods are bad. And by restricting those foods, we end up binging on them later. All of this sort of morality around foods come from diet culture. Our bodies don't feel that way. We don't born thinking that ice cream is bad and salads are good. If you actually had a healthy relationship with food and just allowed food to be food, then your body would help guide you towards you know, the nutrients it needs to just live a healthy life. So, that's sort of the basis of Health at Every Side is that everybody has the ability to try to live a healthier lifestyle and that everyone should have access to that ability. And that's really what our mission is rooted in is that the movement piece of that is that movement has been, movement and exercise have been proven to be like the one thing that helps mental health in everyone, right? And so, my thinking is that everyone deserves to have access to those benefits. Anyone who has a body that can move can enjoy the benefits of a, of a fitness practice. And so to me, it's, it's our job to make fitness then more inclusive for more people and, and more available to everyone no matter their size.
0: Well, I'll tell you, let me do a fun question for you, but it'll also be a poignant one as well. And when I say fun, I get to put you in a time machine right now. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Mickey Krimmel, and as we record this, it's, uh, we're recording in August 2020, of course, as people are hearing this, it's in 2021, but I'm going to put you in a time machine, and we're going to set the year to when you were training for a marathon and counting every calorie and not happy at all with your body. What does Mickey Krimmel of 2020 say to that (laughs) marathoner Mickey Krimmel?
1: That is a great question, because I think even marathoner Mickey Krimmel, like I felt like I was a feminist, you know, way back then. I was like, I was like, I'm this badass feminist. I have tattoos. I'm tough. I'm running a marathon, you know, but I didn't realize that by being so I would have told myself that by being so steeped in diet culture, I was being antithetical to my feminist truth that to be truly feminist, you have to ditch diet culture because it is like 100% rooted in the patriarchy. So yeah, that, I think that would have convinced me. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have listened if I, if I told myself, oh, diets don't work. I would have, I would have kept trying anyway because I already knew that. I already knew that. We've known this for years and years and yet people keep doing it. They keep coming back. We have to do something else. We have to show people that there's a better way.
0: Now, before we get into our next question, and I do want to ask you something about your business because I'm fascinated with how you have constructed it. But I will tell people that they should go to superfithero.com and click the About Us link, get the drop down, our mission and team, and then they'll see your bio right there. But you have, I think you have the best photo bomb ever. I got to know your. I got to know your your dog's name because he, he, people have got to check this out. That he, that is the best photo bomb I've seen, especially on a corporate website.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's Jack. He actually uh, passed away a couple of months ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, to, I'm sorry is, to hear that. Yeah, he was my partner in crime for twelve years. I had him. He was fourteen when he died, but yeah, I had him for twelve years. Yeah, that he he was definitely. He's been with me since. You know, through several startups now, <laughs> but yeah, I'll never take that photo down. It's going to be like three years from now, and it'll be like an old photo of me because I don't want to take Jack off the website.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, he he was a beauty, and um, yeah, I'm sorry yeah. for your loss. That's uh, that's a tough one right there. But uh, let's move on to our um, question about your business, and you you've put together when you and on that same page, you can go to your team, and you have you have built a team of um, you have a customer support and fulfillment manager, brand strategist, product specialist, and they're really, they seem to be, in addition to working with you, they are doing a lot of great things within the LA market and within this movement as well. So maybe you could talk about your team and how you've been, been able to put this together to have really build a great community.
1: Yeah, definitely. We're really in expansion mode right now. So Christina and I, she's the fulfillment and customer support manager. It's really just been the two of us like pretty consistently full-time for the last two years. You know, she's shipping all of our orders. She manages all of our customer support or social media. I mean, she's really like the engine behind the business. And now we're sort of expanding. We're, we're adding to our team. We just hired Anna. jen has been working with us for a while. But we basically just did, at the end of last year before COVID happened, I did a really in-depth analysis into our business and our customer base. I really wanted to figure out like, okay, who are our best customers? What is the problem we're solving for them? And how do we find more of those customers? How do we zero in on that really unique value proposition uh, in a way that, you know, differentiates us from every other activewear business on the market? And it was really clear in the data that our best customers are all plus size. So our size range is from extra small to five XL. I think the most inclusive activewear brand that I'm aware of. But when you look at the data, it's very, very clear that our like the people that are coming over and over and over again are our repeat customers, our most loyal customers are plus size. And so we sell lots of smalls, lots of mediums, lots of those smaller sizes. But those are not our best customers. Those are not our most loyal customers. And there's lots of reasons for that. They have tons of other options. They they can shop anywhere. So I started, I did about 50 interviews with our best customers, and I asked them, like, you know, what is what is your biggest challenge buying activewear online? And the conversations with the smalls and the mediums, the more plus-size customers, were so different. So with the smalls and the mediums, we, we make a great product. Everybody loves our leggings. Our pocket leggings are, like, I think they're the best on the market. We've, we've done tons of... I use my my background in tech to iterate and perfect the fit of those leggings, and they really are awesome. And so our smaller size customers are like, I love the leggings. They're so great. I love them, love them, love them. But then when you talk to plus size customers, they're coming from a much deeper experience. And so they're sharing this experience of shopping throughout their lives as like traumatic. They're constantly having to ask themselves, does this brand have my size? Is the size chart correct? Does this brand respect me? Do, do I see models that look like me on the website? Are they just, you know, there's a there's a trend now with a lot of brands claiming to be size inclusive, but their plus sizes don't really fit that well. And so there's a lack of trust when shopping online. And so I realized, like, this is the problem we're solving. Like, these are the customers that love us because they know they can trust us. They believe in the fit. We're showing diverse models in our marketing and on our website. And so, I made the decision to shift the brand to focus just on plus size customers. And so we're actually making that shift now. By the time uh, this episode is out, we'll we'll be fully down this road. But um, so we're shifting from extra small to five x to large to seven x. So we're focusing just on uh, it which is basically size twelve to forty in women's u s sizing and And the reason for that is because then we can really focus as a brand everything from our products to our customer service policies to our size chart, to our fittings, like literally everything in our process will be, um, Directed towards solving the unique problems of plus size shoppers because their experiences are quite different and have been quite different. And so, as a part of that, it was really important to me to bring on Anna Chapman, who is she's amazing. She's like the most compassionate, soft, loving human. She's super, super active in the fat liberation movement. She's really popular on Instagram. She's a, she's a yoga teacher. She's just. She's just amazing, and so she's helping us with, like, all the messaging and the strategy and the branding as we move toward really taking care of this community that's been marginalized and excluded from fashion and fitness since basically forever. And then Jen Wilder, we've been working with her for a while, actually, but she focuses on uh, plus-size fashion and fittings here in Los Angeles. She has another line of uh, plus-size caftans that she runs. She's the owner of the Plus Plus Boutique, which is like this super fat, positive, queer, amazing location. That You just walk in there, you just feel like, I don't know, you're like, you can't walk in there and not put on a feather boa. Like, it's just, it's just like a very super fun place to be. And so they're really like rounding out our team and uh, making sure that that everything is, is, is really focused for that community specifically. Uh, for for our best customers. And, yeah, well, we're going to grow from there. We're really looking to hire um, to do some of our own production in-house. We're not there yet, but that's the next step for the brand. Well,
0: I love it. What a great explanation as to really super-serving a audience. And I think that mm-hmm. anybody listening can take the same steps that you did with their audience and really find out who their core customer is and then super serve them. So I love that. So let's get into some resources here. And, um, of course, we're going to have links to superfithero.com and all that other good stuff. But what are some other things that you'd like to point our audience at? What would you think would be important for them to plug into?
1: Yeah, I mean, the book Health at Every Size is, is, is the foundational text, for me anyway, for, for this movement. I definitely would point people in that direction. Um, as far, for, for me, like you just said, really, really zeroing in on your core customer. I am so passionate about that right now because we're in the process of doing it. But it also, it, it just helps because it, it helps you say no to things too, right? you really, really laser focus. And so for that, I would actually recommend a book called The Pumpkin Plan. Mike Michalowicz talks about, you know, cutting away the, the, the small pumpkins in order to grow one giant pumpkin. <laughs> it's a really cute metaphor for what should be very obvious, but is, is actually really difficult in focusing on your, your one special, unique thing that makes you are as a business.
0: Well, I can't believe we're at the end of the interview here, but this is the place where, as frequent listeners know, this is where I hand the mic over to my guest. And, Mickey Krimmel, this is now your podcast, and you can talk (laughs) about whatever you'd like as we close things out. The floor is yours.
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean probably not very timely given, uh, when this is going to air, but I mean, I think all small business owners right now are just so, well, in fact, it probably will be, let's be real. We're deep in this COVID situation at the moment. Um, and it's, it's really, really, really challenging for small businesses to make it through this. Um, I'm, you know it's like one one day I'm like oh we're going to be fine it's because we're small that we'll be okay because we're we're cheap to run we'll be all right and meanwhile you're seeing all these businesses around you closing down and larger brands going bankrupt and like I do think like to a certain extent our small size enables us to survive hardships for a little longer just because our burn rate is lower. But the flip side of that is, you know, our cash flow is lower too. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's a scary time right now for sure. I'm heartened by the fact that the community seems to be aware of this, and I am seeing a lot of calls on social media for supporting small businesses, women-owned businesses, Black-owned businesses, businesses queer-owned businesses, and so I guess, yeah, I guess I'd like to sort of end the conversation there and just say, in times of a, of a virus or not, it's really, really important that we support those businesses, that we recognize the value of our dollar in building the world we want to live in. Yeah, I don't want to live in a world where Amazon and Walmart are the only choices, right?
0: Well, it's, it's funny what you were talking about, you know, the survival and, you know, some of the brands going out and whatnot, some, some businesses not surviving, but I've been reading a content book or a course, I should say, I've been taking a content course. It was interesting that they said that, you know, the brands that are really super serving, as I was saying before, that are really super serving their audience and that really know who their core customer is, when you can say that your customers will really feel you not being there anymore, mm. um, that's when you know that you've really arrived as a brand. It's so It's almost like there's a, and I can't remember the the water cooler example, or there was a, a specific water bottle that was, there was this real echo friendly water bottle that, you know, had a real good brand name. I can't remember what it was, the example that he used in the video, but he pointed this out. He said, if this brand disappeared, the customers would feel it. And, and if you go on like all the different water, if you Google water bottles or whatever, you know, there's a bunch of generic water bottles out there, nothing wrong with them, but they probably wouldn't, if they weren't offered anymore, you really wouldn't notice mm. it. And I think the brand that you're building is the brand that somebody would notice. And that probably will uh, bode well for you going forward. That's my, that's my take on listening to you in this interview. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. I, that's a huge compliment. Yeah. That, I, that's a really interesting way to think about it. Actually, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna make a note
0: of that. Well, Mickey Krimmel, I wish that our interview could go longer, but of course we're <laughs> at the you've got a business to run, and we're out of time this week. But thank you so much for joining us, Mickey Krimmel of SuperFit Hero at SuperFitHero.com. It was great to have you.
1: Oh, it was super fun. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. You often hear about the business ladder of success, and our next guest, Jennifer Jackson has certainly made her own successful climb up the ladder. From working at the store level at Hungry Howie's Pizza to now being the Vice President of Development, Jennifer Jackson is going to teach you how to level up within your industry. Here's a little bit from Jennifer as she talks about the steps to success. And you really have to work hard. You need to be
1: dedicated. You need to be organized. And um, really also love motivating teenagers, which can be a challenge. (laughs) But to just kind of jump right in and and learn. And and I've had so many franchisees do that over the years. We really have grown our multi-unit franchisees organically, meaning the majority of them started out with one store. And now they've got 20, 30 50 it's, it's kind of unlimited and they're still growing the brand today
0: we would like to make a successful climb up the ladder just like jennifer did now we're doing our part we're bringing you great guests like jennifer every single week but to truly get to where we need to be on the ladder of success we need your help one of two things you can do rate and review the podcast or share the episodes you find relevant If you do even one of those two things, you will help us greatly. Regardless, we appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next week.